You're listening to Say Yes to You with me, Just Ange Marie, a podcast focused on inspiring you to say yes to you, your life, and your happiness. Let's say yes to showing up genuinely, authentically, and unapologetically to become a better, stronger version of you, one episode at a time. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Say Yes to You podcast. My name is Ange, I'm your host as always, and today I have a very special bonus episode coming at you with my friend Madeline. Madeline and I met through Instagram, and she messaged me a few weeks ago saying that she had an idea for a podcast episode, and I was so excited to hear that. And just a quick FYI, if you are listening in to this episode right now and you have an idea for an episode or would like to be a guest on an episode, please send me a direct message on Instagram at JustAngeMarie so we can chat all about it. I'm accepting new guests for pretty much all of 2021, and I would love to talk about having you on Say Yes to You, a topic for an episode, whatever it may be. Just send me a direct message so we can talk about it. Anyway, back to it. Today, Madeline and I will be saying yes to talking about COVID and mental health. Madeline had COVID herself not too long ago, so she has firsthand experience of dealing with the virus. And she mentioned to me how, while credible sources have been doing a good job at telling people how to prevent and treat the physical symptoms of COVID, she thinks that there has not been enough talk about how to deal with the emotional baggage that comes with having COVID. Like many, Madeline was forced to stay at home because of having COVID. She said she felt like a prisoner and a danger to society, which is one thing that took a huge toll on her mental and emotional health. Madeline said, Being alone is alright with me, but it's different when you are forced to be alone. I felt like I needed an electric bracelet on my ankle. I was ashamed, I was afraid, I was angry. I was living in my head and terrified that I was turning into a bad person. Madeline wanted to speak out in today's episode to let people who are listening and have either had COVID or know someone who has had or currently has COVID that you are not alone. Madeline is here to spread the message of treating others with compassion. In her words, nobody asked for this virus, these pandemics, these epidemics to happen, but they did. So during this time, let's try to remove the stigma of having COVID. I don't know about you guys, but I am super pumped to be talking to Madeline today about this empowering topic. I think it is something that we definitely need to shine a light on for sure right now. So without further ado, let's dive right into today's topic of discussing mental health, living with COVID, and erasing the COVID stigma. All right, I have Madeline with me. So Madeline, if you would first like to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about who you are and what you are doing in your day-to-day life right now. Yeah, sure. So my name is Madeline Allard. I'm from Buffalo, New York, and I work as a nanny. I'm an actress too around the Buffalo theater scene, but because of COVID that hasn't really been happening. So I've just mostly focused my time on nannying three kids. So pretty good. Nice. So that's a lot of things that were definitely affected by COVID. I'm sure nannying and the theater and all of that. Yes, absolutely. Crazy. I mean, it's, it's so 
it's one of those things that you don't have a set time of when it's going to come pick back up. And you are just kind of like trying to fill the time as much as possible, either creatively. But I'm really glad that I am nannying around this time. Not only does it keep me occupied, but then also I just feel like I have a purpose again. That's so important right now. I know a lot of people have either kind of lost touch with what their purpose is or they're trying to be creative and try new things and find out like, what could my new purpose be? So let's just start off by talking about, I guess, how you got COVID. Do you know how you got it or what was it like in the beginning? Just dive right in and talk all about it. Yeah, absolutely. To this day, I still don't know where I got it from or who I got it from. I was working at Bath and Body Works at the time. And, you know, I, I always had my mask on. I still tried to keep my distance as much as possible. I feel like it was being in the public that kind of like allowed me to get it. And then, you know, like leading up to it, I wasn't really sleeping well that much. So I think my immune system was kind of compromised because of that. But my first symptom of like not feeling like myself, I just like was exercising. And then all of a sudden, I just felt like my whole body was like shutting down. I was just like going so numb and I had headaches. And then from there, it was just like I couldn't stop sleeping. So I decided to take a test. And then that's when I found out that I was positive. So aside from your body feeling numb and like feeling worn down, did you have any other physical symptoms? Yeah. So I feel like that's the hardest part about COVID. It's, it affects everybody differently. I had one friend who completely lost his sense of taste and smell. My sense of taste and smell were weakened, but they were never lost. Um, I think the first three days I had headaches. I had muscle aches. I was extremely tired all the time. And I, um, you know, had a fever, like had fever symptoms. And then when those went away, when I started to feel a little bit better and started to feel a little bit more energized, I was just hit with shortness of breath and congestion. So it was going through a pattern of I've experienced all the symptoms, but not at the same time. When did your symptoms, did they get worse? Did things get harder for you? Let's just talk about physically. How was it for you and how long did it affect you? It definitely affected me as far as, um, you know, I'm definitely a busy body. I like to just, you know, be very active and, you know, just I can't sit still. But I found myself sitting still for so long, not even having the energy to clean something or, and you know, sometimes even just like getting breakfast was a challenge too, just because of, you know, going down the stairs and then just like going through all the effort, you just feel like, your whole body just wants to sleep all the time. So that's one. When I had my shortness of breath, I literally felt like I couldn't breathe. Like it was just as if like I tried to take a breath and there was like a weight that was just pushing it down. It was so horrible. Like I for sure thought I would have to go to the hospital, but um, you know, it the symptoms got better as time went on. And to the listeners that you have, I would say, monitor your symptoms as much as possible and act accordingly. Like when I had my fever, my mom always said, starve a fever, feed a cold. So, you know, I just like limited my intake in food, but then I also take very hot showers and then just made sure that I, I covered the craft so I could have like a little bit of steam going in. I took airborne. I just drank a lot of fluids, had soup. And then when the shortness of breath came in, that's when I had to shift. I had to think of like, okay, how can I just better my breath? And most of the time when that happens, you just think about meditative um, techniques, like, you know, breathing in, breathing out, 
as long as you need to. And then just kind of like building up from it. But it was, I think, honestly, the worst symptom that I had was my shortness of breath, for sure. Not only was the shortness of breath super scary, I think the scariest part that I had to go through, along with shortness of breath, was the coughing. I had recently um, started watching Breaking Bad (laughs) a little too late, but better late than never. But um, that whole first season when um, Walter White is coughing and coughing profusely and you can tell that something is wrong, that's what it felt like. That was me. I just kept coughing every time that that weight stopped my breath in its tracks. And I think the scariest part was not only was I coughing like that, but sometimes it would get so hard to the point that I coughed inside a trash can and what came out was this bloody hard black stuff and I knew it was maybe like bloody mucus or something but I had never seen it black before and I really thought I was coughing up part of my lung I was really really worried about it and even my parents were worried about it they didn't know what to think so I think that was one of the hardest parts for sure And then aside from physically, I would love to just dive right into the mental impacts it had on you. I know that when we were talking through Instagram, you were saying that is something that you feel like is not being talked about enough right now, that there's a lot of talk about physical symptoms and how to deal with your physical symptoms. But just like mental health in general, like if you're harmed physically or suffering physically, you go to the doctor, you go to the hospital, you get it checked out. But if you're suffering mentally, it can be a lot more difficult because you can't see it. So it's obviously, unfortunately, still not treated the exact same way. So how did COVID affect you mentally? It took me a long time to adjust to the real world again when my symptoms were over. Because the best way to clear your head is to breathe. And because of my shortness of breath, that's when a lot of like dark thoughts started to come in. And it's like I couldn't even change it because I couldn't breathe. Number two, it was, it was as if you were treated as a danger to society because everybody was like, don't come near me. And you don't want to go near anybody either. Like even for my fiance, we live together, but I told him like, how about you sleep downstairs? I sleep upstairs and we'll change the sheets. We'll wash the sheets and then you can sleep upstairs. I can sleep downstairs. So I was literally isolated from everybody. And, you know, I even had to spend Thanksgiving alone. I got this before Thanksgiving. You know, it was just one of those things that you feel like you're a danger to society because you don't want to be around anybody and nobody wants to be around you. I've had a friend told me that um, a lot of her friends that got it didn't tell anybody that they were positive until after they were done being contagious, after, um, you know, like their symptoms had been done because of the stigma of it all because you just feel like a danger to society. You're quarantined, you're isolated from everybody, nobody wants to be around you. So that takes a toll on you psychologically, for sure. You just feel like, oh, if I go outside, I might you know, give this to somebody, they could die or they could not talk to me for the rest of my life because I gave them COVID. Um, but then also um, the biggest point is, you know, Whether you're sick or not, like when you're sick, you don't feel like yourself. Try that for 14 to 18 days. It's just, it takes a while to get back into it. It takes a while 
for you to adjust. And then, you know, even a lot of people were saying of like, oh, what, what did you do to screw this up? Like, uh, which one of the things did you not follow and everything? Like, well, it doesn't matter at this point. It still happened. And, you know, it's just for a lot of people, I just wanted to tell them, like, nobody asked for this to happen. Nobody wanted to get COVID. Nobody wanted anything like this to happen to anybody. So just to all your listeners, I just want to say, like, if you know somebody who has COVID, treat them with the utmost respect. Say, like, how can I help you? Do not treat them like they're a danger to society because it will make them feel worse. I think that's so well said. And that's something that not enough people are talking about right now at all. I know as you're saying that, I'm just sitting here thinking about how whenever we hear somebody has COVID, it's like, they have COVID. And like, you think they're like some strange person. And like you said, like, you shouldn't obviously go near them. But like, it's just kind of like judgmental in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like the people who do have COVID, they don't want to give it to you. They don't want it to give it. They don't want to give it to you any more than you want to get it. So, you know, just like you also got to put trust in that person who has COVID as much as you possibly can of like, they're not going to do anything to harm you and you are not going to do anything to harm yourself. You've got to constantly remind yourself, like, I am going through this, but this is not going to last forever. Like, this is just a temporary thing. This too shall pass. If there is someone that's listening right now that has a friend or family member that just got a COVID test and tested positive, what would you directly say to that person? You know, reach out to your family member, your friend that has COVID and just ask, what can I do? Do you want me to go to the grocery store for you and drop something on your doorstep so I don't go, you know, we don't come in close contact or anything? Do you want me to pick up airborne? Do you want me to pick up um, some soup? Do you want me to pick up some tea bags or something? Just try to let them know that, you know, you're sorry that this happened to them, but you are willing to be there to help them to an extent, you know, just in a way that is not going to harm anybody, but it'll make them feel less alone. It'll make them feel less like a danger. It'll give them hope of like, this is not going to last it. And I've got people behind me and that's going to make them feel extremely better depending on what their circumstances are. Even if they can't smell or taste anything, just like that thought that somebody has their back and is not treating them like they're a danger. That is really, really important. Was there anyone in your own life that did that for you when you were sick? Definitely my fiance, for sure. You know, he was just saying like, uh, what kind of cleaning supplies do we need? Um, Do you want me to make you something? But, um, you know, like I mostly am the one who's like, you know, I feel like this is a trend. Like women know how to take care of ourselves when we're sick. Men are completely clueless. So like we're the ones who are helping. So I mostly helped myself, but like the thought, it was the thought that counts. But one of the best things that I think that my parents did for me was they knew that I wouldn't, I would spend Thanksgiving alone, that I wouldn't go to them because, you know, like my grandfather, who we spend Thanksgiving with um, a lot of the times, he's immunocompromised. So obviously I didn't want to go and I didn't want to give it to them. But um, my mom called Wegmans and she had an entire Thanksgiving dinner delivered to my doorstep. 
So that was really, really wonderful. And, you know, some people who I haven't talked to in such a long time reached out to me, like even my great aunt um, Kern, her name is Carolyn, we call her Kern. Um, she reached out to me saying like, you know, we're here for you. Like, let me know if there's anything that we can do. And from there, we kind of like went through this thing of, okay, well, you know, I'm going to be alone for Thanksgiving, but I'd love to talk to you guys. How about I video chat you guys in and she was like absolutely that would be wonderful so I video chatted in and got to see like a bunch of people I got to see my second cousin I got to see her family I got to see my uncle rich because of that and then uh after that was done then I video chatted in to see my family at their Thanksgiving dinner so you know like thank god for zoom honestly because you know, it's like the safest way to still be connecting to people, but at the same time, it's convenient as well. Now that you have had COVID, are you taking any extra precautions to be like safer than you were before? Or what would you recommend to listeners that they should be doing in their day-to-day life to prevent the spread? Follow the protocol of, you know, keeping your distance and uh, wearing a mask in public you know, making sure that it's over your nose and under your chin, you know, just following that basic procedure. It definitely has helped me with figuring out my diet because for my, uh, one of my new year's resolutions, I decided to become vegan for a month just to see like how that worked out. But I realized that now at this point, having being vegan for um, three weeks, I realized that my heart just feels a lot healthier, that my chest feels a lot clearer, which is great because after experiencing shortness of breath, you're just kind of like, okay, what can I do to make sure that my diet is cleaner? So I decided on more plant-based products and that's been very, very helpful. It's kind of like, it's so hard around this time of year, especially in winter when you most likely will get sick. You most likely will have your um, immunity or like, you know, immune system compromised because of how cold it is, how, you know, shifting it is as far as the temperature or anything. So, you know, another thing that you need to consider is not only keeping your distance from somebody wearing a mask in public, but then also, you know, let's say if you're going to the gym and wipe down your um, spin bike or something, you're going to have to go out to the cold. So make sure you dress accordingly too, to make sure that, you know, any sweat that you have or anything, it's not going to get you sick when it's frozen over. You got to keep thinking about which season am I in and how can I add that onto how I'm going to prepare to go outside? Is there anything else that you would like to say about the stigma that surrounds COVID and the way people think about it? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say, yeah, it sucks. And it was one of the worst things that I've ever experienced in my life by far because of how long it was. You know, there's so many people that I know that, you know, most have been very like neat freaks, the ones that been very careful and they still got it. It's one of those things that you can get it anytime, anywhere from anybody. And it doesn't matter if you have followed all the procedures or anything, like scientists are still trying to figure out what are the actual symptoms and like how far away you need to be from a person because it keeps changing as far as like you know let's say if you're outside like you can be two feet away from somebody because you're outside but indoors you have to be six feet away so it just keeps changing I think that the biggest thing that I tell people is just be smart but don't be afraid And I feel like when you say afraid, I feel like there are a lot of people that are living their everyday life in fear. Like I am someone that will wear my mask and hand sanitize and follow the distancing guidelines and all of that. But I still am not fearful enough to keep myself from going out to dinner. So my boyfriend and I go out to dinner once a week. We sit 
inside, but we sit at a table away from other people. We have our masks on until we're sitting down at the table, you know, all of the things. But I feel like there are a lot of people that are living in fear and still people that don't even have COVID that are isolating still to yeah. this day. I mean, I had lived in fear even before COVID happened and even before um, this whole virus started to take over everybody's lives and change them drastically. I think the biggest thing that I say to those people is just take it day by day and try to be in the present moment as much as possible because that's when you realize what you have to be grateful for. That's the biggest thing. I mean, it's it's so funny how hard it is to not experience um, flashbacks of your past, like regrets that you have of your past. And then also think about how nervous you are about the future. But what you need to focus on is right here and right now. And yes, it is scary around this time. And it's hard to be in the present just because of how crappy it is. But just try to find the little things that you're grateful for. And that will make you feel instantly better. Like I feel I am more present now after having COVID than I have been basically in my entire life. Are there any things that you do in your day-to-day life that keep you grounded and grateful and staying in the present moment? Well, definitely Rachel Hollis's Start Today Journal (laughs) or her Priority Planner. That was always really good. Um, And I'm just still trying to stay active and still trying to better myself because when I exercise or when I do something that I used to be afraid of, that is definitely a mental booster because, you know, like, I have been in circus performing arts for a little while and I've been doing a lot of different things like silks and trapeze. When I, you know, master a new move that has just been like egging on on me for so long, that is something of like, well, I can do this. Like if I can do this, I can do another thing. And then if you can do this, you can do another thing. So it's like a ladder. It keeps building up. And, you know, for people who live in fear, I would say just like conquer one fear every day, just at least one fear. Do it safely do it smart but um i think that the biggest thing to get over your fear is to be present to be in the moment and to um you know that if you do this you can do another thing and you can do another thing so basically it gets to the point of like you can do hard things number one number two if you can do this you can do anything like the possibilities are limitless is that kind of how you feel after conquering COVID and like going through that period in your life? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I was uh, talking to Trev, my fiance, and I was just like, you know what, this is going to be a really interesting story to tell my grandkids of like, you know, that really bad, horrible coronavirus pandemic that everybody was afraid of and everybody like so many people died from it. I had it. And so it was just kind of like, um, after I had COVID, it was like, there was no other reason to be afraid anymore. Because, you know, at least I experienced it and at least I knew how to treat it. And, you know, I've taken every opportunity that I've had to just like post on my Facebook wall or even Instagram of letting people know of like, if you have this symptom, you know, use these techniques. If you have this, you have this and everything like that. So it's it's kind of in a way like after conquering COVID, you're trying to be the mentor to other people to let them know like it is scary. But if you live life in fear you're going to be stuck until this whole thing is done and that may take a while so you might as well conquer your fear now 
You mentioned the Start of Today journal, and I want to go back to that. And I know I'm always posting about it. I'm always talking about it. But let's hear it from someone else. I feel like the people that follow me and the people that listen to this podcast probably think that I'm like the only one on this earth that uses (laughs) that journal because I'm constantly posting about it and talking about it. So let's go back to gratitude and just like staying present and staying grounded, especially in this crazy time that we're in. And how does that journal help you do that? I love the fact that, you know, as soon as you wake up as soon as you open that journal you're thinking about five things that you're grateful for and it doesn't even have to be big it can be really small like you know I I find that um what I say about what I'm most grateful for right now is um you know the fact that I have a steady income that my family that I nanny for has a dog who loves me so like you know that's always been great just kind of like going about day by day of like focusing on the little things I feel like that's the best way to you know have you stay grounded of like don't focus on the big things focus on the little things so that's been extremely extremely helpful you could even just say like oh I had a great coffee and you know I went inside with my best friend or something know still socially distanced of course Um, (laughs) with our masks on six feet apart from each other (laughs) exactly but the fact that you could go out and enjoy like a nice warm cup of coffee and I don't know if you take it with sugar or if you take it with um cream or something or and, and it's like in that little leaf design or something just like those little details are so important to focus on and that will allow you to be back into the present And then as far as the 10 dreams that I've made happen, I feel like it's been very useful even when I was under unemployment and when I had COVID of like, okay, what can I accomplish based on what I can do right now? Today, this is what I'm going to do that will make me proud. And that's kind of going into the priority planner too. So like, you know, I just love the layout of that because you put the date and you put an empowering belief like, what is going to be a mantra that you go back to? And uh, then from there, you go to like, what are your three biggest tasks that you have to do today? And then you have to answer the question, what will make you the most proud? What what can you do today to make you the most proud? And then going into what will like, what expectations do you have that might prevent you from doing that? So it's at least you're prepared mentally of, okay, I want to do this. And these are going to hold me back, but at least you know that and that that helps you. It's kind of another way of holding yourself accountable day by day. I'm thinking something that I have to do is like put my clothes away. I'm really great at washing my clothes, but I'm really awful at putting them away. So that's something that I would write down. It's like, what would the mental block be? I always think it's going to take so much longer than it does. And then it takes like five minutes and I get it done. It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) It's just like those little things that are like mental blocks in your head. Oh my God. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, I find that all the mental blocks for me, it's just like I, I get into my own head a lot. I think it, that's also like uh, me being a very empathetic person or me just being a very creative person. Like it's good to have imagination and it's good to have empathy, but as long as you don't have too much of it, I feel like that's the biggest thing. Like not only do you have to be present, but you also have to find a balance. Like, you know, of course, we're never going to be happy every single day of our lives, but we shouldn't say like, you know, we're going to be sad for the rest of our lives either. You know, we're going to have good days, we're going to have bad days, we're going to have good moments, and we're going to have bad moments. So it's all about finding that kind of balance. Well, I think that I asked you all of the questions I wanted to ask you, but is there anything that you would like to talk about before we wrap up today? I would just say to everybody that's listening, just take care of yourselves. Don't be in fear. Be in the present. Be grateful. 
even if it seems so hard to do. And just trust that the universe has your back, that everything will fall into place how it is supposed to. There's this great quote that I absolutely love that I learned yesterday. And it said, everything that is meant to be yours is coming towards you. And everything that is not meant to be yours is pushing away from you. Don't tell yourself like, I'll be happy when, be happy now. I think that's so, so prevalent for this time. And it's so important that we remember that because, you know, of course, we're just, I'm pretty sure that everybody who's listening right now is just saying like, I'll be happy when COVID is over. I'll be happy when I can go to concerts again, or like go in public without having my mask on or anything. Like, well, that's going to take a long time. So what can you do to be happy now? Or what can you do to find peace now. Living through COVID, getting over COVID, I feel like I definitely became more mature and more responsible for sure. You know, you learn those lessons when you need to learn them. You learn those lessons when it's your time to understand them. Be good to yourself and trust that anything that you need to understand will come to you when it is time. 